Welcome, everyone. We welcome you to eChat. What an amazing time we had this morning out at the East Wind campus, Easter morning. It was so good to see everyone. And we had like, I think, 100 more cars than we had last week. Oh, yeah. And it was so much fun. And the Lord was there in such a powerful way. I think we counted around 810 people that were there uh, on campus and in their cars, everybody staying safe and practicing distancing, yeah. social distancing and everything. And then we had almost 4,000 4, people. It's been amazing to watch how many people have been viewing online. Yeah, online and with the uh, uh, with Facebook and with YouTube. And our church website. And our church website. It's so, really cool. We've been able to see like we had had like 23 different countries, I believe it was, or 29 different countries. And wow. it, it'll break it down for us and tell us who, who's all been watching. And so it's really neat. When you comment, just just type in, hey, we're watching from Indiana or we're watching from Florida, especially our East Wind family. It's yeah. great to see you yeah. and, and, and let us know how you're doing. We miss you all very much. Absolutely. Well, we are so happy to um, be able to just come to you uh, live tonight um, from our home and uh, Amy and uh, I, and I think even some of the kids are going to pop in maybe along the way. And we just want to talk a little bit about how this whole uh, crisis has affected families. And so you'll be hearing a little bit from our family. So this week, in fact, is our theme, family and friends or friends and family, but same thing. And we're, we're talking a little bit about, you know, the the pressure of the crisis and how it affects uh, friends and family. So we want you guys just to join in. I see Michelle uh, Jenkins has joined and Pamela. The officials are here. Good to see you guys. Sister Richie, it's good to see everyone. And Cindy and Kayla and Alexis. And so we want you guys to feel free to ask questions and anything at all, you know, that we can do to answer your questions or anything at all we can do to be interactive with you. Uh, we like this e-chat session on Sunday nights to be informative uh, and to be uh, hopefully inspirational and to be interactive. Yeah, it's and, always, it helps when you guys just send us your comments, send us your feedback and, and let us know if there's any questions you have. Yeah, so we will start out uh, talking a little bit about, you know, the responsibility that we feel, Amy, to um, be parents and to raise our, our, um, children, you know, in the, in the fear of God. And I was reading about Abraham, uh, I think it was maybe two or three days ago, uh, in the morning, I was reading in Genesis chapter 18 and I started reading some stuff that I had never seen before. And, uh, it was whenever the Lord appeared in the form of a man, uh, to, uh, Abraham and Sarah and what they call, you know, a theophany. Uh, in the Old Testament. And while he was there, of course, you know, there was this whole issue with Sarah laughing. They couldn't believe it. You know, she would have a child at her age and so forth. But what's very interesting is that I was reading this chapter and it shows how literally the Lord debated whether or not to tell Abraham what he was going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow, I had never seen that before. (laughs) I hadn't either. It was the craziest thing. It's verses 17 and 18. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? 
seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. So what was really interesting to me was that the Lord was really acting like a parent because that's what we do as parents. (laughs) Should we tell them? Should we not tell them? Let's not tell them we're going to Disney this week. (laughs) Let's wait till we're in the car on the way because we would have that happen sometimes. And and my husband's so excited about anything that we're going to do. And and so he would tell the kids, you know, like (laughs) in six months, we're going to go to Disney World. So the next six months I get, or just today we're going to Disney World, you know, whatever. And if there's ever a mistake made with that, it's usually me because I have a tendency to say everything, as you probably know, if you're a member of Eastwind, I'm sort of an open book and I have been getting in trouble for talking too much my entire life. So I'm so glad the Lord allows me now to talk for a living. So I appreciate (laughs) that opportunity. But, you know, it's funny that the Lord, shall I tell him, it just shows me how much he loved him. But then he goes on and says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. It was almost like he didn't want to worry him with it yeah, because he knew that he was going to be okay. And he knew that God was going to bless him and, 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 and their offspring and their children and a great nation. And I mean, the Lord already, but the Lord considered whether or not to tell Abraham about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, which I I think is amazing because a lot of parents right now are trying to make judgment calls on, you know, how much do we tell our kids about the virus? We, we, we don't want them to be in fear. And, right. You know, we talked a little bit about that last week. And, you know, what do we do uh, to, to explain to them, but yet right. not, you know, go into detail? And so I just thought it was so neat how the Lord uh, just was like a parent there, yeah. you know. But then he goes on in verse 19 and he says this. And this is kind of what I want to talk about. This is from Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19. He says, for I know him. This is the Lord referring to Abraham. And he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Now, when I read that, it was just amazing to me that the Lord had confidence in Abraham. He said, you know what? I know he's going to raise his children right. And it's, it's, here's what that, this is what kind of jumped out at me. And this is what I kind of wanted to start out with tonight, just talking a little bit about, and that is, it made me think, does the Lord have confidence in us to be parents that will raise our kids in the fear of God? Like he did Abraham. He said, I I know him and I know he'll do the right thing. And I, I got to thinking about how we as parents during this uncharted water, this, this season of uncertainty, what can we do to really ensure and to just sort of heighten that confidence that the Lord has put in all of us that we'll do the right thing with how we raise our children? I'm thankful that he has that confidence in us. And I'm thankful that, you know, I don't want to lose that confidence. And I think by, by, reassuring him through my prayer, through, you know, my devotion to him, through, um, you know, those things that he's taught us in his word that reaffirms that confidence. And so that keeps that. um, And I think that, you know, us being able to uh, have these times together through the E-Revival has been a great way for us as, as a family to 
be intentional about making sure, because when we have God at the center of it and we have his peace and his presence in our home, then whatever is going on on the outside of these four walls is not that big of a deal because we have confidence in him to know that he's going to take care of us. He's going to provide for us. His covering is upon us. And, And so knowing that, that gives me confidence to know that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's just amazing how the Lord interacts with us and understands the the pressure and the the weight, the burden that we feel toward our homes and our families, and especially this time, whenever there's so many there's so many challenges. But you know, I'm really thankful for our team at Eastwind. Oh yeah. Because it's amazing, you know, Brother Tyler and uh, Brother Kevin, the great work that they do with the young people. Yes. And then Sister Alexis and Sister Kayla and our teachers and all that they've been doing Fantastic. with daily programming for the kids. It's so and, much work. Yes. Yeah. It's a ton of work. And I'm just so thankful for um, our, our team that works together. And I'll just say this for what it's worth. And I probably should because I'll get in trouble with our friends <laughs> that, are, that don't live here in this area. But I look around at other programming coming out by other churches, and I think, wow, we've really got some of the best programming. We have a great team. And I think it goes, it starts so much. It starts at the top. You know, our leadership <laughs> oh. pastor does a great job, and, and he he lets, you know, these these departments do what they feel passionate about. But it's been so neat to see how each department has reacted and responded during this time, you know, all the way from our media and technology to Sunny School to parking team. Our parking team did a fabulous job this morning and our ushers and, and how everybody has just kind of come together. Our, our office staff, even, even hands for healing and how many families they're feeding. And it's just been phenomenal to to see the body of Christ come together during this time and, and to strengthen one another and be there for each other. Yeah. It's been, it's like a proud parent moment, I guess you could say, you know, just seeing how everybody is just rallied yeah. and, and just seeing how um, God's hand has been upon this whole process. You know, one of the things, Amy, that we get uh, asked a lot about is, you know, how long is this going to go on? Of course, nobody knows. Yeah. I don't think the president knows. No one knows. We're just kind of taking this a day at a time. But um, what what is your thoughts on that going forward, the weeks and and months that are on ahead of us? Let's say this thing does prolong for um, several months. Uh, what, what do you see as really the biggest um, negative and the biggest positive about this kind of uh, this self-isolation time? Sure. Sure. I think, um, you know, I think probably the biggest negative or the biggest burden probably would just be the um, the weight of of uh, our making sure we're keeping our families safe and healthy. And, and we've definitely upped our vitamin C game here at the Myers home and <laughs> and made sure we've increased that, you know, uh, uh, Lysol clean and door handles kind of a thing just to make sure we're all staying healthy because. If if one of if pastor or I or anybody gets sick, then you know obviously that's going to affect uh, Eastwind, and so we just want to make sure that we're staying healthy. So I feel like maybe that pressure a little bit, just trying to make sure that that we're staying you know um, healthy. And then I think probably also just the burden of adhering to um, 
you know, our, our city and our government with the whole social distancing and, and weighing that balance between, you know, adhering to that, but also staying connected to our East Wind family and, and trying to, we want to have service so bad. And so trying to make that balance and make sure that we're not doing something because we, the last thing we would want is for any of our East Wind family to be sick. Yeah. And, and to become infected. So, but yet we know that when we're all together in corporate body and corporate worship, the strength that we find from that and that we gather from that. So I would have to say that's probably been one of the biggest struggles and challenges for yeah. us is, is that. But I think the blessings, to me, always the blessings outweigh because we have increased our online activity and I think our homes have become better for that because it's forced us to be intentional um, through the e-revivals and through everything that's been going on. It forces, it kind of strips away all the distractions and it's easy to let things kind of muddy the water. And so now I had seen an article where they were saying like the canals in in Venice are clear. The water is clear because the traffic from the boats haven't muddied the waters because people are not out. And I thought that could be something applied to us because, you know, some of these things have been pulled away. The water has become clear and it's kept us. um, We definitely have more devotion and more family time and prayer time. And it's, it's been a great thing for us. So I hope it's a benefit and blessing for you as well. Well, we've got some more friends coming on board. Lisa Hayes, uh, Pamela uh, Meyer Leisure, uh, Connie Rose, Amber Marillo. We give you a big shout out. Barbara Baisden, uh, Andrew Murray, Alexis, Leonard uh, Waith, and Stephen DeBolt and Barbara Baisden. And we just uh, welcome all of you guys. And if you have any questions, we're here talking with uh, Amy and we're talking about family. And this week, we're going to be talking about family and friends. And in just a few moments, we're going to uh, be uh, uh, possibly hearing from our own children as well. We can coax them to come on camera. (laughs) But I did want to ask you one question uh, that I thought would be fairly interesting. And that is, you know, the week that all of this broke, we were preparing to do a marriage seminar. Yeah. You remember that? I do. And so we were, <laughs> we were going to be doing a marriage seminar for our church. And uh, the, Stephen and Jenny had put together this great uh, group that was going to come. I don't know, remember how many couples there were, but it was going to be a great group. And we were going to have so much fun. And then all of this broke that same week. Yeah. So we, uh, we had to cancel it, you know, as we did our services and everything else. And then from there... You know, we just thought, well, we'll postpone it. But here's my question for you. Okay. Now that we have gone through this month of quarantine, uh, what would you add to the seminar now that you would not have taught about if it was a month ago? (laughs) That's like a loaded question. Uh, I think I would have made sure that my honeydew list was up to date. (laughs) Uh, No, um, I think it's... It's great because we already spend a lot of time together and, and that's one of, to me, one of the blessings of ministry. And so, you know, I'm thankful for that, but I do know that it's probably been stressful for some of our couples that, um, work are now having to work from home 
And then you add on, now they're having to um, add schooling mm-hmm. to the mix because yeah. now our schools, um, they're not sure about when those are going to go back in session. So now you're having uh, the extra added stress mm-hmm. of having to work with that. So I would just say probably um, finding an outlet where you can spend time together as a couple. Okay. And then also maybe something where you can go do something on your own and and recharge your own battery and go for a walk or a run or, you know, something that you can do that kind of creates your own. Yeah. Go to a Walmart pickup run or something <laughs> without the kids. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about what a great husband I've Absolutely. done during this time? He's done a fabulous job. <laughs> Uh, we have had fun and we have played all kinds of board games too. So uh, that's been, uh, that's been pretty interesting to play all these games and our kids. It's a very competitive household, very competitive household. And they all gang up on me. I've had to walk away a time or two. (laughs) (laughs) She wins most of the time. She's kind of like, you know, she kind of stays low and then at the end, you know, then she kind of comes out and, and, and finds a way to win right at the end. <laughs> so she's pretty clever about all that. But. It's not easy for him, though, because he <laughs> likes to win. So. Uh, but why do you think that this really is more of a stressful time for couples? Just because you think part of it is that people just kind of get used to everybody goes to work and everybody's got their role and their routine. and then Oh, it's a big, it's been a big, mm-hmm. um, just a hand grenade thrown in the middle of a yeah. routine, you know, what what's a normal day for, for people are now it's totally off. And, and even for your children and our kids are very much, you know, routinely driven. And so their lives have been disrupted. Your life has been, you know, it's everything's is off. And so I think, you know, we're, we're like on week, you know, what three or four of this. And so you start, I think now it's really good. Everybody's kind of clicking and kind of, you kind of, figure out what works, you know, and how, and how get scheduling down and that kind of thing. That's a big deal. I think is yeah. having a schedule and, and having something planned out what you're going to do. And that really helps with conflict right. is if you have a somewhat of a schedule. Um, so, um, and then, you know, we communicate what we're doing, what's going on today. Hey, you know, he's like, I've got this conference to call or a meeting or appointment. So I know what his day is like and what, you know, he knows what my day is going to be like. So I think that's a huge thing yeah. is still keeping that those communication lines open. So, you know, um, you, you're prepared for, for what's going to happen that day. Awesome. Well, we're talking a little bit about families and how families are adjusting to this uh, period of time that we're in. That is so unusual. We don't really have an explanation for how long it's going to be or you know, all these dynamics, I, you know, everybody has said this and I think it's so true. We've never really, you know, traveled this kind of a road before, but we're so glad, um, to, to have everybody, uh, you know, just joining us. And Kevin Veely has a, a great question. What games are your favorites? Oh, wow. <laughs> Should so, we tell, we found a new game. We did. We, Catan. We, Catan. That's been a new family favorite. Um, and, we we were an original diehard Monopoly family. Oh, uh, it's, that was it's, painful. It's very um, you know immunities and <laughs> there's there it's not necessarily what's in the rules. Yeah. So so we have a lot of fun with Monopoly, but and I can't um, get anybody to play Rook with me. No, 
He needs his, he needs, he needs some guys. But Brother Morgan introduced us to this new game, yeah. Catan. Catan. And it's C-A-T-A-N. It's very fun. And yeah, we've had a lot of fun with that. We have. It's very strategy. We, we realize that we like that kind of game as yeah. strategies. And um, I'm trying to think, what else have we... Uh, let's see. Oh, exploding kittens. Exploding kittens. <laughs> that is a new one. So all the animal rights lovers now, they're all clicking off. Yeah. Know. That's just the name of a game, folks. Okay. Yeah. It's just the name of the game. And it's, it's a, it's actually a fun game. It's a big hit with the boys. It's they, like a, it's like a card game with like special kind of cards. Yeah. yeah. Rules and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So we've enjoyed that. Crystal um, Thomason says she loves Catan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I, I've never heard of it before, and we really, we really enjoyed, um, enjoyed that. Um, so yeah. Well, Harry Allison is uh, joining us, and Joanne uh, Hedges, and Donna uh, Gardner, and Lisa and Manuel, and Sophia is going to join us right now. We're so glad to have Sophia, well, look who at you. loves to play games. Hi. And we, we just... get emotional sometimes. <laughs> 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 you get emotional in a good way or in a bad way? Well, it depends. <laughs> if she's winning, yeah, if then, she's winning. then things are good. No, it depends if dad's winning. Oh, yeah, dad. <laughs> what about the brothers now? Is it hard to keep them in, keep them in line? Well, they trick you sometimes. So it's, it's either, well, sometimes. But sometimes it's, it's difficult. They're, yeah. they're confusing. Do they gang up on you? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But you hold your own pretty good, I think, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say it that way. So what do you think about all this that's going on? Well, I think Are you really enjoying this or is it just like a pain or Well, I think it could either go one or two ways. I think uh, <laughs> it could either be very um it could either be like a slowdown for the world and so they it's not always rush here, rush mm-hmm. there. But in a bad way, we don't get to connect, and that's what really breaks down somebody's spirit. Is like if they don't get to connect, see their children, or see their see um, whoever their um, their, their social their, circle. Their social circle. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You know, I was thinking about people that are going, yeah. you know, into the hospital. Yeah. You know, like uh, Sister uh, Katie and uh, Brother John, who yeah, are getting ready, pregnant. they're expecting right now, yeah. and they're supposed. Could have the baby any day, and um, if she goes into the hospital, he can't go in. The family can't go no, in. Can't you go. go in you go into the hospital by yourself. And if he exit out, he can't go back in. He, if he exodus, <laughs> I think exodus. that's a book in the Bible. Exodus. exodus. <laughs> he sits out of the building. <laughs> exits out of the building. He right. can't go back in because he could have the disease and give it. Oh, to I got gotcha. you. So you know, I was thinking that what. A, terrible time to go to the hospital because you, you can't get any visitors, you know. But, you know, then I got to thinking there's a lot of people that maybe don't have family. You know, we were just talking with mom about the stress of, of um, families being together a lot more than normal. But what about people that really are kind of all by themselves? They may not be in a hospital, but they're in their homes and their family members, you know, they live um, somewhere in another state. And, you know, it's great that we have all this technology to keep in touch with each other. Well, but they don't know how to use it. Yeah, they may not know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same, you know, talking with somebody there as, as having someone here. So um, what about, like, from your perspective? You're 10 years old. Yes. And what about from your perspective about the connectivity aspect of it? Um, well, I think 
being connected is um, very dangerous, but uh, being connected... You're talking about health-wise? Health-wise. Okay, yeah. Not having that social distancing. Yes. Gotcha. But, and I know that the government, and then they're trying to keep... That's why they're trying to, they're trying to keep people away. So this doesn't get uh, further, and it doesn't spread even more. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, Lisa Hayes says, good answer, Sophia. <laughs> and Sister Amy Ritchie says, love our Sophia. And love Ian, a big shout out to Ian Morrison, our Morrison family that we love dearly, moved to Virginia. And we love you, Ian. Yes. And we can't wait till you guys come back. Uh, he said, especially hard when you want to get back to work. And Kevin Veely said, well spoken, Sophia. <laughs> and Michelle Hedges gave you a great big heart. And so there's a great, great family of, of uh, church members that are so encouraging to all of us. And it's been really neat to be able to stay connected with everyone, you know, through social media and through all of that. But let me just ask you this question. What are you doing during this time to really redeem the time? To redeem the time? Yeah. For yeah. instance, how do you make sure you're not just wasting time but it's like okay we can't go and do all the things we're used to doing so what can i do to make sure i'm i'm productive during that time productive i think me and mom have definitely we started new hobbies we started painting we started a lot of different hobbies and it's not just not just going and watching the tv you can also do hobbies you can i bet parents are really excited this time they can just go say go clean your room if you're bored (laughs) (laughs) have you been told that we do that Uh, we don't know, really have to have a virus to say that. Do we? No, we really don't. It's just another excuse. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think are some of the positives and the negatives about this time? Well, I think positives are that families are coming together instead of just going into their separate rooms and shutting mm-hmm. out each other. They're coming together, and I think um, the negatives are people. They're not seeing each other more, and they're missing each other because. Um, definitely people that live all by themselves. They they don't get to see those. Some people just give them joy. And right. Some people just give them joy, and that's like that's their um, joy for the day. Right. And with that, then they don't have any joy. And I think that's, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and some of the positives would be, like you mentioned earlier, just yeah, being just able to spend time together, together more. Um, definitely one of these services, it's, um, getting the family together, getting to watch the services, it's definitely, um, it's definitely another motivation for them to all come together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that we've been, we've tried to this past week be more intentional about is uh, when the video message goes forth, you know, at mm-hmm. seven o'clock each night, that um, we not just turn it off and go back to whatever we were doing, mm-hmm. but to actually have an, an altar yeah. You know, and, and we've tried to kind of have an altar service, yeah. as you know, um, at the end of that. Now, from your perspective, tell me how you feel about that. Is that something that you feel like has been helpful spiritually or is it feel awkward because we don't actually have like an altar to go down and yeah. pray at? Or what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's very helpful because during this time, we definitely need Jesus more than ever to help right. us get through this. And I know that... Um, it's also, um, how do I say, it's also, um, 
it's helping people, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's helping praying for people who, who may have this coronavirus right. or um, COVID-19. It's helping them get through it. Right. Yeah. It's been amazing to see, you know, through the youth services, how many people, um, Bible studies and and different people reaching out online saying, you know, we need prayer or, you know, we have a lot of members at Eastwind that have family in New York and New Jersey Mm -hmm. that have been able to, you know, request for prayer and be intentional about praying for those individuals and and keeping them, you know, in our prayers through this time and being a strength. I know there's a lot of people that, that say that it's what they plan their day around is the, is the evening services and having something to, to have a a highlight of their day, so to speak. So I think it's a great time too, for families to be intentional. Lorraine Legalbo. I am so glad to hear from you. How cool is it to hear from you? We love you guys. I pray that you and Frank are doing well. We miss you so much. Yes. And uh, Sister Pamela, we love you, and we're so thankful for you. And uh, we so appreciate uh, all of you joining us and just allowing us to kind of have this time Mm -hmm. to be able to just share together and to create community and to stay connected. And uh, let me just ask you this, Sophia, then I know you got to run, but let me ask you this. What do you think that if you could – speak from a, a, a young person's perspective and and say something to your parents. What would be your advice on really what kids are looking for during this time? What is it that you, you have um, that you enjoy the most or what is it that you think has been most beneficial? Beneficial? Yeah. I think um, playing board games, it's very comforting. Okay. Um, even through this storm that yeah. we're, we're still having fun and we're still... That's what I like. So if people have children, they're not sure what to do with them, what would be your advice? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if they don't they have, can't give them back. Maybe do new hobbies with them or yeah. start um, services, watching the services every day. Sure. Or also the children's ministry. They're doing something every day to help your children with your children. Yeah, and I absolutely. think definitely one of those. Absolutely. Well, do you feel like that uh, you're less spiritual or more spiritual <laughs> since this has begun? Well, we've definitely had more church. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Do you I feel like you've had all the church you can handle or have you enjoyed it? <laughs> no, I've enjoyed it. Okay, good. It's you feel nice like- um, seeing from all these different perspectives. <laughs> I think it's been great having all the different speakers every night, yes. you know, and, yeah. and having that. It's not too long. It's it's just the right it's amount of right time. Now. So it's yeah. been excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining, Sophia. Yeah. And everybody is talking about how much they love you and how well spoken and what a great job you're doing. And you're an amazing young lady. Thank you, Sister Joanne. We love you and thank you for all of your kindness. And uh, so those are all good things, positive things. Okay. All right. Bye. We'll see you in a little Bye. bit. Thanks for popping in. <laughs> we are talking about families and friends and how uh, this has all affected us as families. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're blessed with some amazing families at East Wind. And so uh, Amy and I are talking a little bit about that. And, you know, Amy, one of the things um, that Sophia mentioned and uh, then uh, Pam uh, responded to it in the uh, comments on our 
our church Facebook page is the, the issue about uh, uh, being alone. And we talked about it in terms of a hospital. You know, and I, I was, uh, I was thinking about what that was like. I was thinking about the other day I was reading about Joseph and how, you know, he was sold into slavery. He was in Egypt in a foreign country and he didn't have anybody that he knew. Mm-hmm. He'd been betrayed by his family. He was isolated, you know, and then Jacob, uh, you know, I was reading the other day about Jacob and how, you know, he was put out of the camp and Esau, you know, his twin brother was threatening to kill him. And so he goes out into the wilderness and he's got to try to find these other relatives that probably he had never met and, and had to journey out there. But he goes to sleep. He has a, a rock as a pillow yeah. and he goes to sleep and and the Lord meets him there. Yeah. yeah. And when he wakes up, it's such a beautiful, beautiful. I think I put the scriptures down here in my notes. Um, I think it's in uh, Genesis 28, verse 15. He says, and behold, I am with thee. This is the Lord speaking now to Jacob. Jacob. He knew he was all by himself. I am with thee and will keep thee in all places, whether thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have spoken that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Wow. That was so powerful to me because I think about it in the context of where we are right. and how so many people are isolated. Yeah. And there is this um, there is this loneliness factor um, that um, is a part of it, you know. And I think that through this time, I know for me personally, and I, we've discussed this, but I think that it's giving, um, it's given me a sense of compassion. I think it's given us all a sense of compassion for those that are alone because you can, you can now see where they are because we all have been somewhat alone. You know, we may have our family, but we've still been pretty, um, trying to make sure we're not, you know, socializing too much with our families and trying to keep that separated. But it does give you a, a, a compassion for those and, and a burden for those that are alone at this time and, and really wanting to check in on them and, and make sure they're okay. And, yeah. And, but it's so great to know that we're really not alone because God is with us and, and that he is there, just mention of his name, and he's yeah. going to be with us. And so Amen. we always have his presence to lean on. Michael and some others are commenting online about how it's been neat to have the services in oh, the parking lot yes. because there's still a way to kind of connect, even though Absolutely. we can't all be seated in the, the same auditorium yeah. together. Uh, you know, we still have that uh, that opportunity to kind of see others, even if it's just a way it is. And it, you stay, you feel connected. That if, yeah, if you have that opportunity, we're going to be doing that again, you know, next Sunday and and you know, at least for the month of April, continuing our drive-in services. So if you are available, there is no pressure for you to open up a window or roll down a window. You just sit in your car and tune in. And there's something about that. I just don't know what it is yet, but it, there is. It's just a, a recharging of the batteries, um, just seeing your East Wind family mm-hmm. and coming together. And I've just been overwhelmed at the response of everyone coming out and it's been fantastic. It's been amazing. It is. It is. You know, one of the things when we talk about um, loneliness during this time and people maybe that don't have family, um, you know, one of the things I think about is our young people. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bible makes it clear that 
you know, like the three Hebrew children, you know, here they were taken out of their land and they were put in Babylon, this conquering country, and they were put into a, certainly a subservient position. Right. But God still favored them. He does. And it's amazing how that, like, when you feel disconnected or you feel isolated, mm-hmm. that you, God has a way of making up for that and coming closer. He does. He does. And it's, he's always, he's, he's for us. You know, so it doesn't matter what's going on. He, he's going to be, he is our advocate, you know. And so if it's loneliness that you're feeling or facing, he, he's going to make up for that with his presence. And, and to know that, that you can find that in him. And to when you feel that, to reach out and to call on him. Because that's really where he's going to meet you. Amen. Gregory's joining us now. We're so glad that Gregory is here. With us, hey straight in from hey fishing. Guys. Did you catch anything? No, I didn't catch anything. Oh. Well, uh, you caught a, what was that, a two-pound bass? Oh, yeah, I caught a two-pound bass the day before yesterday. Yeah. Nice. That was pretty nice. Yeah. That's nice, yeah. And you caught him, like, on the top of the water, which is... Yeah, a topwater lure, which is from a lure you fish on the top of the water and just drags along. In case you don't know this, uh, Gregory loves to fish. And he seems to be an extraordinarily good fishing person. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm really good. That's exaggeration. Maybe. Tell him what you did with the cast net. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> is that legal? <laughs> yes, it's legal. <laughs> um, he caught a bass with a cast net. Yeah, we bought like a six dollar cast net, and I was just throwing it out in the lake, and I caught a bass. But <laughs> oh. I think that's. That's pretty Yeah, simple. I mean, get your bass with a cast net. Yeah. So are you getting to fish more than you normally do because of this? Yes. Yeah. I feel that's a good way just to get out of the house, out of the yeah. four walls, you know, kind of get some fresh air. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about loneliness, Greg, and I was thinking about, I know you did like a video for the young people mm-hmm. uh, on loneliness, and you were talking a little bit about, uh, was that for the, was that YouTube or for the Yeah, YouTube? on YouTube. Can you tell us a little bit about what your, your uh, I know it was just a short video, but mm-hmm. what was that about? Well, I would just talked a little bit just on, you know, during this time, it can feel like you're kind of alone mm-hmm. when you're by yourself. And just to know that God's with you at all times. Yeah. And just reading your Bible and praying every day, it can kind of develop, make you feel more secure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And is it hard for the young people? Because, you know, you guys are really tight with your, your friends and your peers, you know, in the youth group. Is it hard for you guys not to be able to kind of come together for... Yeah, it can be because especially now pretty much your only social circle is the church really because schools are closed, all activities are closed. Mm-hmm. So your only circle really is the church now. Right. So it can be hard. It yeah. can be different. Yeah. And like softball, you guys can't. You're right. Yeah, yeah they closed all softball. Yeah. You can't gather. I know some were saying, you know, about the home about homeschooling this, you know, that our normally kids are in public school and now they're yeah. being homeschooled and they're they're talking about and it's hard for our homeschool community as well because our homeschool community is not very used to going out and going to the zoo or going to different activities to co-op or whatever and and having they have their social circle as well. And so it's been very hard on our homeschool homeschoolers that are used to to being out in the community and softball, mm-hmm. different activities, different things, piano lessons, different things that they have that have been canceled during this time. So it's been quite an adjustment all the way around, I think. 
Yeah. Do you uh, do you remember uh, Frida that runs the uh, orphanage in Namibia? Yeah, Africa. Yeah, definitely. Well, Frida just jumped in and she said, "Gregory, you are now big." <laughs> Rita, we give you a big shout out and thank you for the great work that you and your husband do with all of those orphans children. We're so glad that we were able to be a part of helping you build a place where all those children could be on the rain. You remember when we went there? Mm -hmm. They were they didn't have any way to even get out. Of they barely the even had a roof. They didn't even have yeah, just a bunch roof. of tarps. And so they had a building that was like half done, and and uh, so it was awesome that we as a church were able to help them out and. And I appreciate you joining us and thankful for the, the great work that you're doing there. But uh, let me just ask you a question, uh, Gregory. And yeah. this is maybe, I don't know, too deep of a theological question. I don't mean for it to be, but just something to think about. What, what is your opinion from the position of a, of a young person? What is your position on why you think we're being hit with this virus from a, from a spiritual viewpoint? Well, from a spiritual viewpoint, I guess you could say that I feel like God's trying to tell us that we're in the end time, you know, yeah. that we're close to the end. Because it says that there'll be pestilence, which mm -hmm. is plagues. And I could definitely say this is a plague. It's plagued our nation, plagued sure. the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like, and as Brother Morgan was saying on Wednesday, it's an awakening. Right. Trying to let us know, hey, mm -hmm. time's almost up. We need to get as many people as we can, you know. Yeah. So definitely, I feel like we need to just all come together now stronger than ever. Right. And as Brother Morgan was saying, we can either come out of this stronger or weaker. Right. I definitely feel like we need to be on the stronger side of it. Right. I felt like through that e-revival last week that they all, all of the ministers all kind of had a, the same thread running through mm -hmm. there. And the spiritual urgency that you feel through this. I mean, what's been amazing is how many people that are not a part of our church have, that, that are not even maybe um, spiritual, but they've, feel like there's right. something going on and, and mm -hmm. they have a it's stirring that up within them and so i think that's been a big part of this whole thing is the lord is trying to to stir us up for a personal spiritual awakening mm -hmm. yeah. do you do you feel like that this is an attack from god that god orchestrated this or do you feel like it's something that just it happens as a part of humanity and god allows it Mm -hmm. What? How do you think well, that's orchestrated? By we God? know that nothing just happens by accident. Right. We know that God had definitely allowed it to happen. If God did orchestrate it, because we know that God let the devil harm Job. He, he had yeah, yeah he kind of removed that, yeah. that head. He let he, he let it happen, but he knew that nothing was going to happen to Job. Besides, you know, his health wasn't going to be endangered. Right. So we know God may allow it. But we also know that he's doing it for a reason. Mm -hmm. So we know that he he's allowed this plague. And like I said before, it could be to try to say, get you on your knees, kind of like, hey, we're, we're coming to an end here, you know? Right. But how do you explain to young people, for instance, let's say someone's not a believer. Let's say it's just a friend, somebody mm -hmm. you know is not in quizzing, not in the church. Mm -hmm. and, and you say, hey, you know, everything is for a purpose and a reason. So how do you explain to someone like that? that this could be something that God would allow whenever you have in America, 2000 people a day dying right. and people don't know the love of God. And they're like, well, why would a loving God allow 2000 people a day to die? How do you explain that to a young person? I mean, it's a difficult question because we know that the Bible says that God does everything for a reason. One, right. two, God didn't allow pain and hurt to come into the world because he had a perfect garden in the beginning. 
But when man sinned, sin came into the world. So God didn't want us to have pain and didn't want us to suffer. But when man sinned, sin came into the world. Right. So it's it's hard because God doesn't want you to hurt, but yet he knows that if you're sick, medicine can't be the only person you turn to. Doctors can't be the only person you turn to. And that you have to turn to a God who loves you and cares about you. You know something I was thinking about the other day, and I haven't heard anybody talking about this on the news or anything. Mm -hmm. But you know, and we don't really know exactly how this virus got started. There's like, there's like some speculation that somebody ate a bat in China or something. And <laughs> I've seen a picture of this bat and it's a horrible, it's like the most ugly deformed bat. Who would eat that? It's like a yeah. horse bat. I mean, it's unbelievable. But you anyhow, have to be really hungry to eat a bat. Yeah. <laughs> I have, we, we have been in a lot of countries and we have seen some crazy things uh, in, in uh, different meat markets, but Here's what hit me, and I thought, and I don't know how this all plays in spiritually, but you know, a lot of the laws in the Old Testament mm -hmm. was about what to eat and what not to eat, right. and cleanliness and animals and this and that, da da da. And it just seems like to me, when we kind of go to the extreme, even with that, and you could say, well, that's not a violation of the laws right. of God because we have a lot more, you know, cleanliness and right. things. But it just amazes me how that even way back there, right. God was setting something up in terms of our our laws in our humanity to protect us right. from those kinds of things. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's a great answer. There's a lot of things that happen in life. It's not necessarily God that's doing it. It's just that it's a part of sin. Mm -hmm. It's a part of mm -hmm. going through those motions. And, and the Bible says that pain lands on the just and the unjust. So it's not just the unjust. It's the just too. Right. So, so we're not exempt from mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what about uh, what about staying busy mentally and keeping your mind active? You know, they always say that the the uh, the mind is the devil's playground. Mm. So, as a young person, what do you do during this kind of a time to keep your mind uh, busy on the right stuff? Well, we've doing every 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 night, every weeknight that we've had the Eerie We've always come together as a family. Mm -hmm. We've always been together as a family and really try to get personal and spiritual. And it's not just another video playing on the screen, you know, yeah. that we're actually in a service with this preacher. Yeah. And th that's definitely just it's it's taking because when you're alone and you're at the house alone or you're just hanging out alone, and you don't have that spiritual connection that you do in the church. Right. It's hard to, you know, just kind of like get distracted. Yeah. So it's good to pray every day. Even if you were praying every day before the virus, I'd say up up your prayer time, mm -hmm. increase your prayer time. Yeah. Because it can just be harder now that you can't get out of the house as much as you used to be. Right, that's a really good point. Do do twice as much because mm -hmm. it's certainly a, a more dangerous time right. spiritually. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Um, what about Bible quizzing? Are you still studying? Um, <laughs> um, I gotta go now. <laughs> maybe not as passionately. <laughs> uh, we're, we're laughing because we don't know whether they're going to call this year. If they should, you know. They're not sure what they can do. Again, yeah. this is yeah. so much uncertainty. Nobody mm -hmm. knows exactly what's going to take place from week to week. Right. So it's pretty hard on these young people because they don't know whether or not to yeah. keep studying. They're studying Psalms this year. But, uh, well, we're certainly uh, proud of you and thankful oh, for thank you. you. And, Love uh, you guys. Thanks for your insight and thanks for all you're doing to, Love you too. to help our young people. All, all right, right. Coach, Love you guys. Myers. There he goes. Thanks, buddy.
does this seem just kind of crazy? You know, you give birth to these little kids and then you're sitting here talking to them and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about it. They're like adults. You know? I might start crying. Sometimes it's like, who is this person? <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that's so awesome. I don't know if I would have had that answer at 16 years old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think Bible quizzing does a lot for you. Yeah. Um, having that, that, having word, that word in in them, it's it's really it, it helps their minds. I feel like so much with reasoning and understanding gives them a, a great foundation mm-hmm. for their lives. So thankful for that. You know, by nature, I think that and I'm probably going to get into uh, deep waters with this, but by nature, I think they're that women are more nurturing. Sure. And, and certainly more um, about the home and protecting it and making sure we have all the food and everything we need. Um, from from a mom's perspective, how has this time been uh, affecting you? Is it is it caused you to want to kind of secure? Oh yeah, the home more? oh yeah. What they what they call it? Uh, circle the wagons yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah. Absolutely. The nesting, you the, know. Yeah, just really wanting to, um, like I was saying, you start kind of mm-hmm. becoming a little bit more sensitive and aware to, to the things going on and around. And, and I think, you know, that has a lot to do with just your connections that you that you create. And, yeah. And I think God gives you that as the mother, as, you know, the keeper of your home for that. And, and you're wanting to make sure that they're, you know, staying healthy and fed and I can't get over <laughs> I totally underestimated the uh, snacking ability of twin 16 year old boys because I feel like I've got infants again that are constantly you know needing to be fed every hour and a half <laughs> yeah absolutely so, so that's that's been that's a been a big thing but yeah absolutely and I feel like the spiritual side too right. you know I was talking with my friend uh, Melanie and we were just talking about how you know for for our kids they this is just very, they, they don't, I don't think they have anything to kind of compare it to kids nowadays. And so for me, I feel like this urgency and Jesus is coming soon. And I just feel this stirring in my spirit. And, and so I think for me, that's been another part of it is just, um, and I'm so thankful for these services every night to just kind of keep that stirred up, you know, what would be your advice to moms and, and wives that are that are out there that are tuned in, you know, what would be your advice to the best way to sort of redeem the time oh. during this um, stay well, at home, shelter at home? You yeah, know? I thought for sure I would be a lot getting so many more things organized and done and paint my house. <laughs> I had like this whole list, and that has not happened. <laughs> uh, but I think we've definitely um, been intentional about. You know, every evening after the service is over, praying together, really trying to find out what, you know, talking to our kids. What did you get from that service tonight? What did you what did you get from that? What is what is um, what did you learn from that? Do you have any questions and talking to them and talking to your kids? Because um, they are a lot more aware of things and a lot more astute than I think sometimes um, parents um, kind of give them credit for. And so I think, um, it's, it's very, it's been hard for our parents that work, you know, that we still have a lot of essential, um, workers in our church at Eastwind. We have a lot of people that are in the healthcare industry 
that are working, nurses and um, CNAs and different things. And so I think there's that added stress on them, you know, um, to be a mom, caring for your family, but then also still having to work through this time. So praying, I just feel like, you know, I find myself in a lot more um, just talking to the Lord and just giving, Lord, help me with this. Help me with this. How do I respond? How do I act? And and I feel like that's been a, a great thing. Um, redeeming that time is, is really has, you know, we've been forced into stripping away all of the, the entertainment and all of the, the extracurricular activities. And it's really um, given us this time to, to, deepen our relationship mm. with God and with our family Amen. and with our church family. Amen. Well, we're talking uh, with some of our family members here and uh, we're talking about this crisis and how families are adjusting to this period of time. Of course, we're one big family, our church family, but uh, we're one big church family made up of a lot of natural yeah. families, right? Absolutely. Homes. And, and so we're talking a little bit about that. We welcome uh, Beatrice who is uh joining us and uh, Bonnie uh, Mercer. Yes. It's good to see everyone. Yeah. And so we're uh, um, talking a little bit about this with our everybody. Hi guys. Hey, there's Luke. What's up everybody? We saved the best for last. Of course. Everybody's cheering on me. I am definitely the best. Everybody's cheering. We love Luke. I will say that. Definitely. Yeah. You're right. It's definitely right. Look at here. Everybody's saying, we want Luke. We mm-hmm. want Luke. They, they all know where it's at. They Your do. comments must be different. Than they the know. Of course. Oh, this is, this is, this is not Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> so tell us, uh, what do you think about all this that we're going through? Um, I think like certain things are difficult, but then there's also like a silver lining to all of it. Like there's a lot yeah. of good things and bad things coming out of it. Like bad, of course, all the people that are dying, and that's that's terrible. Right. But um, there's also a lot of free time. And personally, what I've been doing with my free time is um, I'm, I've been wondering. This You've been yeah. wondering? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I might get a revelation. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I, really, a lot of my free time is going into my schooling. I I am yeah. putting a lot of it into like extra from extra like um, extra <laughs> yeah extra yeah. lessons and, yeah. More time into that and um, just um, taking notes and uh, for my tests and stuff for pre-college applications and stuff. Do you think it's harder for like you guys are homeschooled and mm-hmm. do like virtual school and all right. that? Others are you know they go to Christian schools or public schools. Right. Do you think it's harder for um, young people that are used to going to a public school setting? I think Christian it is because yeah. it's different for like I'm a homeschooler and it's different for people that are homeschoolers because they're used kind of used to this right. the staying at home aspect of it. But for like public schoolers, like they see their friends and they see their teachers and socialize every day. But I'm kind of it's kind of not a huge change for me because of um, we're in we're in homeschooled. But yeah, I can see how it's a bigger change for people in public school. I got you. Yeah. You know, we're getting reports about different people, even people uh, in other states. I'm thankful for Florida, where the governor has allowed us uh, as a church to be considered mm-hmm. essential, right. so that there's not a restriction on us coming together. Because there's some churches that even the drive-in church like right. we've been doing the last couple of weeks, uh, the people that go to those are being fined yeah. in other states. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw one picture of a church, I think it was in Mississippi somewhere, and the cars were parked like every 10, 15, 20 feet, and yet still they were saying they all got fined $500. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Do you think the government has a right to shut down churches during this time? I think that part of that part of it, they do have a right just because um, they're trying to keep people safe from mm-hmm. the virus and they don't want them getting sick. And part of me thinks this is getting into our religious liberties and stuff. Right. But then I also see from like a different point of view where they think, oh, we're trying to keep people safe and not home. And if more of us just stay home, then it will stop the virus. Right. But it's also we need to get out for like our mental health, too, because yeah. if we stay home, I mean, it's going to go stir crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I do think that um, it's good to like get out and maybe like take a walk. Right. And it's also just to like free your space. But. Yeah, I think um, as long as they're closing, like, we can't go to football games or concerts or stuff like that. Right. I see why it's okay for churches to close down temporarily. It's because it's so it's like the same it's across the It's the same, board. like, yeah. It's everyone. not like they're just targeting Right, right. Yeah, I, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago with Matt Staber, you know, the attorney that, that defends churches and all. And he talked about that, that balancing act. You know, you got the whole health and safety issue. Mm-hmm. And right. the states have a lot of power during national emergencies. And yet you've also got these religious liberties that we've we've fought for. So I, I think, you know, I appreciate the governor for right. allowing us to do that. Yes. But other states are different. And, you know, there's some churches that are struggling with, you know, how they stay connected and whatnot. But I think it is important to have a balance where we say, hey, just because something is legal mm-hmm. doesn't always mean that it's the prudent thing. To right. Do. Yeah, I agree. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Even though something, you know, may be authorized by law, we're still trying to um, be, um, you know, err on the side of caution. Right. So I'm thankful that we are able to stay connected with our church family and do these drive-in services. Yes. So what are you doing to uh, stay creative during this? Stay creative. Yeah. Well, I'm a big reader, so I like to read a lot of books. If it's school books or Bible or the Bible or if it's just like um, just aside for fun, mm-hmm. I like to read a lot. So I usually read for my on my free time and I like to draw. So I'll, I'll sketch or I'll read or I just go take my dog on a walk. That's yeah, all things I like that. to do. Yeah. yeah. Just get exercise. Yeah, we've been getting out and walking every night and trying to do that. And, mm-hmm. yeah. That's important. How do you avoid the, the temptation to, you know, get involved in too much electronic games and well, it's yeah, it's good to like space it out. Like mm-hmm. I'll play, I'll play some games like a little bit, and then I'll like space out and read a book, or go outside, or go swimming, or like try to like space things out. So I'm not like spending all my time on that one thing, right. and that way I get like because it's I mean spending too much time on one thing can be bad. Like right. I could spend all my time reading, and then that that becomes a bad thing. Or I could spend all my time going swimming, and then my hands would be all pruny or whatever. Oh, you mean like it gets little Yeah, it gets like a little wrinkly. That, that, that's annoys me so much. It's just like, what, what is That's this? when you know you've been in the, in the water. Yeah. Right? So you're saying you uh, you reward yourself <laughs> right. with with something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, you and may I just, do school, yeah. and then you reward yourself with right. mm-hmm. read the book. Right? Yeah, I'll just try to like, like, ca- yeah, like, like categorize my day, like basically like I'll do this, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do this. But then it all goes out of the water on Saturday because Saturday I just – I'm lazy. Veg out. Veg out. Everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the day to recover from all your hard work. Exactly. All, <laughs> all my hard work all week and Saturday is like my vacation day. Like I'll sleep in until like 11 o'clock. And that's, that's the best part. Now, what about spiritually? What do you think? Uh, you think it's been helpful having the nightly services? I do. I think it's been helpful having the night. night, night, night. <laughs> <laughs> it's been helpful having the services every night. Absolutely. Because then like – because then um, – 
<laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> we were just talking about spiritually. Right, spiritually. And just having, just, just connecting with God every night and yeah. just doing that so spiritually and so good for you. Just yeah. doing that every night. What do you think you've learned from all of this? What I've learned is what I've learned is to um, help categorize my day. Categori- yeah. Categorize. 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 There we go. I can't. I can't speak. And, <laughs> and just schedule out my day, and just like learn to like be organized yeah. and to do certain things, and just like keep it, keep it organized. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes your day go by faster. Mm, right. I feel like you know when when you have it planned out and you know what you're going to do. Right. And if you have a, you know, my husband loves to do lists, and so he loves to <laughs> check. That's like a big thing. Is if he can. He'll come home. He said, "How was your day, babe? I checked everything off my list today." Oh, that's a great day. That's a great day. <laughs> so I know he's had a great day. So um, I think for me, and I and I know for you as well, that helps just mm-hmm. having that. Yeah, you does. know, makes your day go by faster, and, and mm-hmm. before you know it, it's it's all gone. It's all gone. It's time day. to start. Start your day. Well, can you believe we have already been talking for an hour? Wow. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. Easy to do with this family. Yeah. So we're just so uh, thankful for all of you at East Wind. Here comes everybody. Come in here, Sophia. Make sure we get you in here. We can see everybody. We just want to say how much we love our our East Wind family. And uh, this week, as we focus on uh, friends and family, we're looking forward to Monday night. Uh, We're going to be hearing from the Elms family. And they're all singing. So I think we should sing. No, no, no. We're not gonna sing. We'll quote you a verse. Yeah. And then Tuesday night is uh brother Tyler Ritchie. Yeah. And then uh Wednesday night I'm gonna be uh teaching and I'm gonna be joined by two other pastor friends of mine that I went to Bible school with, uh, Pastor Tom Andrews and Pastor awesome. Andrew King. And we're going to have a great time Wednesday night. Thursday night, we're doing Throwback Thursday with Bishop Myers. Friday night, we're going to be hearing from our friends, uh, Tony and Gina Suarez. And then Saturday night is going to be um, our Spanish ministry. That's awesome. And uh, then on Sunday morning, we're going to be back at the main campus for another drive-in service. So we're looking forward to uh, being with all of you again. And I pray that you have a blessed week. And I pray your family and your friends and that we just stay connected and that everybody stays healthy and uh, stays happy and just find a way to exalt the Lord during all this time. So thanks guys for joining me and being a part of this tonight. And thank you all for joining us. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. We love you guys. Love you. you. Bye guys. See you again. God bless. Bye-bye.